Welcome to Seller's Journey, the podcast where we speak to great sales reps and leaders and share their real stories from start to sales success. Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Fung, and I am here with Ryan Wicklum. He's the head of business development at the Owl Solutions. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, the, the pleasure's mine. I, I definitely appreciate the time. Ryan, I'm so excited to share your journey. I, I love how you spoke about spending 20 years in supply chain management, wanting to get into sales, having that opportunity. Um, but maybe we could start off at the beginning. Can you sure. share... Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? I mean, where does the story start? It's funny. I, I grew up in a, a small town north of Barrie called uh, Phelpston, Phelpston, Ontario, Canada, mm. and only 250 people in my hometown. Uh, so it was it was interesting upbringing of you know speed, the intersection of small town and my dad was in the military, so I had both kind of uh, influences in, in life. But I attended University of Guelph for one year before uh, heading home to take care of my father who had become ill. And then after he passed, I was kind of deeply immersed in the automotive industry. So the operations world was my, my playground for, uh, for, for a good long while. Nice. And, and you're at the Owl Solutions now, right? I am so, yes. Cool. Now, I know we, we spoke, this isn't a show about pitching, but you know, for our audience who might not know the Owl Solutions, what's the one-sentence elevator pitch? Absolutely. So our, uh, the Owl Solutions is, we have a, a data analytics platform called True Owl. And it kind of lives at the intersection of supply chain knowledge and, and innovation. Uh, basically, we are the supply chain analyst of the future. Wow. And so that, those 20 years in supply chain definitely help out there. It, it was a natural transition. And uh, I, funny, I must point out that it was uh, my friend Christine McDougall who kind of brought up the idea of wanting, when I want, she knew I wanted to transition into sales. So she brought up the idea of maybe using uh, a, a company that sells an operations or supply chain service. And that kind of spurred on the idea. And I, I had some conversations and then luckily the Owl Solutions was where I ended up. Nice. Now, 20 years in supply chain, did you get into supply chain right out of school? Was that your, your first job post-graduation? Actually, it's, it's funny because I, I spent one year at, uh, at the University of Guelph and I, I didn't, unfortunately, didn't graduate because when um, the family situation was taken care of. I was, mm. you know, I, I worked my way from a, a temp on the midnight shift at a, at a Magna factory to being a shift supervisor in the four years. Wow. So I, I kind of had a good transition. I was making decent, uh, decent money. Always wanted to go back to, to get that education that I didn't uh, pick up, you know, a formal education, so to speak. But I, I learned so much in, in my time at Magna and my time since that, you know, I like to think that I've gone to college and gone to, I've gone to a post-secondary education every day. That's, that's incredible. And that drive and, and that, that passion, I could see how that's going to serve you really well in the, the sales arena as well. Absolutely. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> so let's think about that journey. So 20 years in supply chain, uh, you, you shared a little tidbit when we were, were first speaking about how you've always wanted to be in sales, but that variety of reasons or hesitation uh, you had it and the thing that struck me was you spoke about how even when you shared that excitement that interest in being in sales you sometimes you know received some some hesitation or some some uncertainty or some you know assumptions can you share a little bit about that absolutely yeah i think that there was a um and and by no means is it 
it, this is my, my perception only. I'm not saying that it's, you know, gospel or set in stone, but I think that there was a stigma um, attached to the fact that I had, I was kind of, you know, what you might call a, a backroom employee because I had been in the mm-hmm. supply chain and operations realm for so long. I think that uh, there was definitely a bit of a stigma attached to the fact that I was a, you know, a quote unquote operations guy and that, that I might not be as um, refined or might not have the, the softer skills necessary to, to deal with people on a more interpersonal basis on, a reg- uh, on the regular, which is what salespeople ultimately do. They, they have conversations, they deal with people, they deal with situations, they, they negotiate and uh, so, yeah, so it, so it was it was a little bit frustrating because, as a supply chain professional, you you are having these same conversations, but almost in reverse. You know, I used to be on the other side of the negotiation table, and I look across at the salesperson. And I would think to myself, like, I would love to be in that situation because I've built up this almost this repertoire or this repository of, you know, supply chain tricks <laughs> that I could use to almost capitalize on in a in a sales role. So let's let's kind of unbox this a little bit. Uh, we speak to sales reps all the time. We often hear their stories, and people hear these words: purchasing, operations, supply chain. Maybe you could help our audience. You know, in a nutshell, kind of running or managing supply chain. What's that involve? What's that day to day work? Absolutely. So I guess I would deem supply chain as you know the movement of goods from customer want to customer have. And, I, and sorry, I say goods. Goods or services, because that's often what is is brought upon. Um, so, mm-hmm. in the case of of you know typical supply chain day, you you kind of need to you know unwrap the two boxes as strategic and tactical. So, on a tactical basis, yes, you are actually purchasing things or services, or you are shipping you know items from A to B. Um, you might be in a warehouse where you're, you're picking, you know, arranging inventory, etc. But on the other side, there's a lot of strategic aspects that I think sometimes are unseen or just ignored um, regarding building relationships, um, you know, having strategic suppliers that you can almost consider as supply mm. partners. Because when, when you know, crap hits the fan, you need that supplier to back you up and to, and to be there in your corner. And you need them to believe in, in the company's story. And I think one of the things that was was so good about my time at ClearPath was the fact that we had a very, um, a very compelling story to tell. And I think that a lot of supplies, suppliers that we dealt with believed in the story and they wanted to be a part of that kind of scrappy robotic startup that became this you know, thriving company. There's some remarkable parallels between the way you speak about those strategic relationships and you know, the way we hear sales reps speak about their strategic customers that buy into the story and all of that. That's, that's quite a remarkable parallel. 100%. So uh, I want to come back to something you dropped in earlier. You said you had all these little tricks that you'd use on the supply chain and now you're thinking about them when you're on the other side. Yes. Uh, maybe you could share a few of those. What's that like? Well, to not to, uh, to, you know, uncover all my, my purchasing brethren uh, tricks, but, <laughs> but but yeah, there there are things that that a, a supply chain person will do to kind of almost um, create a, a sense of of mystique or a sense of or a, almost like a proverbial you know org, org chart that is above them. When in essence, you know, I'd say my estimate would be ninety seven percent of decisions that are that are brought to the table can be made by that 
that supply chain person. And then the other 3% would be, yeah, I, I, I genuinely need to bring this to finance or bring this to, you know, the VP of operations or a director, because, you know, you often, um, I think the perception that, that the supply chain people sometimes try to put forth is that there's a lot of levels of approval that are above. So I can't make a decision now. Let's just, let's narrow it down to the best, um, the best price or the best arrangement, the best negotiation. And, and oftentimes, you know, when, when the, a salesperson, I would look across at the salesperson, I would think to myself, you know what, they don't really want to uh, deal with more levels than me. So they would just get right to the point. Here's the best I can do. You know, let's make a deal now. Wow. So, so they're going through kind of these actions to help massage what that selling experience is like. And you know, now that you're on the other side, uh, how, how do you see those and how do you handle them? Oh, it, it's, a, it's funny because now being on the sales side, I recognize that it wasn't a lack of want to deal with more people than the person across the table. It was just a lack of time. <laughs> there's there's so many more opportunities, and there's, the pipeline is so is so full that you don't want to spend any extra hours or any extra days or weeks um, dealing with you know being introduced to more people and kind of making that relationship as well. You need to be you know, have more brevity involved and more kind of more limiting of the interaction and and almost like an instant deepening. That's a skill that you kind of pick up to um, to kind of make that relationship quick. Let's get this in a good, let's get this price down, and then let's move on. Those uh, those kind of new perspectives and realizations are always such a delight, aren't they? Absolutely, it's absolutely fantastic. So I'm curious now. Now that you're kind of more focused on the sales side, is there anything about that you know sales role, sales side that's really surprised you? That's really kind of changed your perspective. You know what I, I would say the I've always known that there was a, a definite science to sales, but I've been amazed by the amount of sales processes and operational aspects. Um, that, and then the theory behind the practice is very it is astounding. Um, I've also known that there's a lot of acronyms that I didn't know uh, <laughs> before my before kind of entering into the, to the sales realm. And I've done. It's been a, a big learning curve in the in the past few months just to kind of understand how the infrastructure of, of sales operations supports the 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 actual like the the front facing sales. That's that's such a great realization because it is so true and and the longer that we're in it, the easier it is to lose track of that. Uh, so it's a great great reminder as well. Hundred percent. Now. Your, your journey is this kind of remarkable tale of uh, patience, of drive, of determination, and, and incredible domain expertise. Um, I love how you spoke about how you'd always wanted to get into sales, and now you've had that, that chance. Uh, how did it come to be? How did you get into this sales role? It's funny. Um, my, my stay at, at ClearPath was, like I said, I was employee number seven at ClearPath. So I came in really early, helped mm-hmm. establish a supply chain there, and then um, six years later, there was a, uh, there was a layoff and, and I was, um, as a part of that. And then I, I transitioned into almost doing my own thing. So I was out, I was, I was kind of, um, supporting, I was building my own infrastructure to, to success. And then I, one of my clients was, uh, was Hugo. Hugo is the CEO of the Owl Solutions. And I was doing some consulting for him. And then huh. as the consulting, uh, gig kind of slowed down. 
it became evident that there was a there was a connection between the two of us and we we both were we both had commonalities in that we were supply chain people and we identified with that but then we also were kind of thrust upon we both had a want to learn more about sales and to to um to build our our you know sales repertoire and um yeah so the, he brought me on as the as employee number 1 which is you know an honor of any company to be like the first full-time hire and in this case it was it was great it was a definitely there was a connection and, and there was a synergy involved because I wanted to break into to the sales world and like like Christina put forth it was great to um to have that um have that opportunity that I could kind of combine my supply chain expertise with this newfound you know opportunity and, and a role that I was passionate about that's that's such a great great experience so you're on the other side now you're you're in the midst of it but looking back at that journey you know what's what's one thing that you would have told yourself of 10 years ago 10 years ago 10 years ago I would have told myself to buy a lot of Shopify stock <laughs> but but other <laughs> other than that um, yeah I think that I would tell myself to learn about new technologies I think that's the the one the one aspect that I I had to this point had kind of put aside thing. Well, I'll just learn about this stuff later, etc. I'll be I'll be frank. I'm I'm the world's worst um, operator of Excel. <laughs> I, it scares it scares <laughs> me to death to this day. And it, it's good because what we do at the Owl Solutions is kind of a Excel augmentation, or in some cases actually mm. replacing Excel, which is fantastic. Because it's almost like a, a personal vendetta, <laughs> almost against against Excel <laughs> and the, the heartache and the, the amount of hours I've spent trying to figure out what a VLOOKUP was. I, I love how you speak about the the pain that the end user feels uh, because doing that right is such an important part of sales, and you oh, got so that you got that down pat. <laughs> well, if, fingers crossed that that continues. Well, this has been awesome. Before we wrap up, I wanted to to quickly flip over and ask a couple of rapid fire questions. Are you game absolutely. for that? Yep, absolutely. Let, let's awesome. do it. Okay, cool. So let's do this quickly and, and get people to know Rick a little bit more. Sorry, I knew that I was going to say you passed that joke. People say Ryan Wicklum and they call you Rick, and I knew it was going to come up. I'm sorry, Ryan. Don't apologize. <laughs> it, it, it's it happened more than uh, more than I, I would think. Uh, what was it that you said it happened when people made the mistake? Your colleague would stick something to the wall. Yeah, so we we at ClearPath we had a uh, a famous Rick counter. So every time someone would write <laughs> "Hi Rick" in an email, we would post a, a picture of a famous Rick on the on the wall, and we had a massive. It was a huge collection of of, of famous Ricks. Well, well, there we go. I'm gonna have to find a picture of a famous Rick to send over to you for that. Uh, <laughs> I I, but, I look forward to it. Uh, but rapid fire questions. Sure. Uh, let me jump right in. Uh, what's your favorite sales tool? Uh, Navigator. I, I love it. Nice. And what's your favorite movie? Uh, a tie between Shawshank Redemption and Scent of Woman. Shawshank for the story, Ooh. Scent of Woman for Al Pacino's suits. Oh, great choices. And when you were a kid, what did you want to grow up to be? I wanted to be a sports commentator. Wow. There we go. I, Rick, Ryan, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for the time today. No, I've, I've enjoyed it and I appreciate you having me on. I am looking forward to our next conversation and we will chat again soon. I look forward to it.